This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio joins the fight to help conquer cancer with our trusted contributors at the Canadian Cancer Society. Welcome back. As I said, we are switching gears now, and uh, we all know that the holidays can be very tough for people who are sick, and that's especially true for cancer patients and their families. First of all, there's a lot of stress, trying to live up to expectations. How much can people do? How much should they not do? How much can they be accommodated? And there's also a lot of worry because, you know, frankly, a lot of healthcare professionals are off. Some hospitals are staffed in a skeleton way, at least for part of the holidays. So there's just less available and more stress. I'm here with Jan McVinney, who is the manager of the Cancer Information Service of the Canadian Cancer Society. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Libby. Nice to speak to you. So you're the person that manages the people who man the phones. What happens to those phone lines around Christmas? Well, we hear from a lot of people who are struggling. Uh, It is a difficult time of year. It's a festive time of year, but not for everyone. Uh, And certainly when people have cancer, it changes things. And uh, while it's a very happy time of year for many people, for people who have just found out that they have cancer or going through treatments, they may not feel that way. Uh, So we hear from people who are, are feeling quite sad, Uh, They don't know how to cope with the holidays. They perhaps are looking after a family member, and they're they're reaching out. They're looking to speak to someone so that they don't feel alone. Uh Uh-huh. So is it more, would you say, uh, uh, psychological counseling as opposed to people, you know, dealing with a symptom or something like that? There's certainly an aspect of that, uh, you know, depending where people are in their journey. With cancer, they may have a lot of questions about treatment, uh, what to ask their doctors. So we do respond to whatever types of questions people have. But often at this time of year, there is a, a, a bit of an emotional component where people are trying to cope with what's happening. And as you said, sometimes they don't have as much access to their health providers. Okay. And, and speaking of questions, uh, our listeners, if you have questions, Jen is here to take them. Uh, any of your questions about cancer or about managing through the holidays, I'm going to give you the numbers again. 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. Or uh, if you've been through this, either yourself or a family member getting through the holidays with cancer, maybe you can share your story with us and maybe give us some tips. Tell us how you got through, how it worked out. Um, what helped, what did not help. Uh, We'd like very much to hear from you about your experiences because, you know, obviously cancer is something that touches just about everyone. Absolutely. Uh, 
Do you find that uh, there's an added burden on the family, on the caregiver, or more on the patient himself or herself? I think it can be both. Uh, I think there's often a lot of obligation around the holiday season. It's a long season, uh, the Christmas season, not like other events during the year. So it can be stressful any time of the year, but particularly now. Uh, There's lots of expectations patients put on themselves and family members to try to live up and keep those traditions going, and they may not have the energy. Uh huh. So basically, what do you tell them? Well, I think an important thing to note is that everybody's different, and there is no one method that's going to make people get through the holidays. I think it it's important for them to give themselves permission to pace themselves, to say no to things, to say yes to the things that make them feel good and that they want to participate in, and for the family to really help the patient uh, advocate and 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 do that so that they can get through the holidays together. Is that is that one of the hardest things to say, no, I'm, I, I can't go to grandma's for Christmas Eve dinner? I think many people struggle saying no. Uh, they're so defined by who they are and their traditions and what they've done every year that it's sometimes very hard to let go. They often feel a lot of guilt. And we'll talk to people who are struggling with that. They're facing uh, treatments and they don't have the energy and they're worried about getting sick, but they're still trying to make it nice for their children, for their parents, uh, and they're adding stress to their lives. Uh, one of the things that, that occurs to me, particularly if someone is, is actually in treatment, I'm thinking that you know some family gatherings may be dangerous too, especially if there are lots of small children around, they've got the sniffles. Uh, they're little germ factories. I mean, adorable ones, but um, but that can be a real problem, and it can be exacerbated depending on actually where in the cycle of, of treatment you are. I, I remember uh, when I was being treated, there would be a chunk of time, I think, you know, between seven and ten or twelve days, where you're most susceptible. <laughs> they're saying, like, you know, stay away. Absolutely. The the social occasions uh, can put people at risk when they're in the middle of treatment and they do have to take care to not be around people who are sick or even just in large crowds because inevitably somebody's sick in those crowds and they're exposing themselves. So sometimes small or intimate gatherings might be a better option for people who are, are right in the middle of treatment. Mm-hmm. And what about uh, small children? Well, nobody wants to not be around the small children, but again, uh, maybe smaller doses, uh, limited number at a time uh, can help. Or waiting until, uh, until those low periods that you talked about are over. So picking your times when, when it's appropriate to get together is important too. And um, do people worry? I know sometimes, sometimes your, treatments, your treatment schedule is kind of put off treatments are postponed to accommodate staff holidays and you know that can be worrisome for people because you know you spend when you are taking cancer treatment there's a lot of energy devoted to making sure that you're well enough to take those treatments on time because that's how they work best that's right some sometimes the schedules do get uh uh altered uh, because of holidays and closures and some people do worry they're they're trying very hard to adhere to their schedule and 
uh, we have an online community where people can go and talk to other people who have been through treatment and sometimes that's a help to just normalize that you will get through these periods there will be small disruptions but they're not likely going to be so altering that you won't make it through and and so what would you tell somebody calling in who's worried about you know missing a treatment Oh, not to worry that, uh, you know, they will be accommodated. Uh, it won't probably be a huge period of time, but the, that is reasonable and it's happening to everyone who's going through treatment at those times. Okay, uh, we have to take a quick break. I'm going to give the numbers out again. We want to hear from you if you're going through cancer as we approach the holidays or if you have a loved one or a friend who is uh, diagnosed with cancer and who's going through treatment. Maybe you're wondering on what to do, how to approach them. Um, maybe you have a story about how you handled it with your family and, and came through it. Uh, but it's, you know, um, cancer is extremely stressful to begin with, and this just adds a whole layer to that. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I am here with Jan McVinney, our trusted contributor from the Canadian Cancer Society, where she is the manager of the Cancer Information Service. And we've, ta- we've been talking about how to go through the holidays with a loved one or a friend who is in cancer treatment and what kind of adjustments you need to make and all of that. And we're going to go right to the phones. We've got Chris in Toronto. Hello, Chris. Hi, good, or good afternoon. Good afternoon. So, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Okay, perfect, sorry. Um, I have the opposite um, issue that's that's happening in, in my life right now. So my best friend is going through treatment for breast cancer. She has a fear of missing out. And she's almost treating this like holiday time. So as soon as she's feeling better... She's out at the mall, she's at the grocery store, she's making all these plans where myself included, family and our friends, we are in, um, we're having uh, anxiety attacks because she's putting herself into risk of like, like you said before, it's one thing that we have little kids, but you know, you don't need to have a play date of 20 kids. You don't need to go to the birthday party. You don't need to go to Costco and um, it's, We've, we were arguing about it all weekend, and then arguing, you know, is causing stress. So, you know, this is perfect timing because I'm, I'm dreading that phone call today because, you know, she's mad that I finally said something that, uh, you know, that just because she got a flu shot doesn't mean she's immune, and she thinks she's immune to everything because of the silly flu shot. Is there anything that you could um, help me with as to how to have a conversation with somebody who has a fear of missing out and wants to participate in every stretch of the imagination during this holiday time? Well, thank you, Chris, for sharing that. And it's true, there's a lot of different reactions to holidays. It's not always about not taking part. Uh, And it sounds like perhaps your friend is worried that she will miss out. And I'm not sure, uh, you know, what her diagnosis or prognosis are like, but I'm not sure whether she feels perhaps this could be her last Christmas. Um, no, she, she was diagnosed very early from what we, like stage zero. Um, this is just, um, they're being aggressive with her treatment mm-hmm. because of her age, etc. So, um, 
maybe she has that in her mind that like I'm going to be okay anyway. It's like for us, it's you're still going through treatment. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just because you know you're going to be okay, God forbid, um, you know maybe she doesn't catch a flu, but maybe she gets a stomach flu. For me and you, you know, it's uncomfortable for a day or two. We don't know how it's going to react because her immune system is low. Yeah, this is a tough one. It's it's really hard to persuade someone who's got in their mind what they want to do, and it sounds like she's pretty Ugh. adamant about how she wants to spend her time. Um, it doesn't seem like she's not aware of what the risk would be, but certainly trying to encourage her to maybe get the permission of her doctor and that her doctor would know how she's spending her time to see whether a bit of medical advice might help slow her down a little bit. So um, we've... So to counter that. that, she's told us the doctor said it's okay because, you know, she has kids too, and as long as she doesn't get a fever. The thing is, to appease us, we're saying, you know what, at least her mom, why doesn't your mom go to the doctor with you? She seems to be the kingpin in the anxiety. Let her understand that, you know, it is okay for her to get this exposure because it's not at risk. Her telling us isn't good enough because, you know, understanding that if she gets a fever, um, that's when she should go into the to the doctor. She had a fever for two days last month, and she said, "Oh, I'm fine," and she didn't do anything. Oh, that's having a fever when you're in the middle of cancer treatment can be very dangerous. That's right. But if okay, she's so, is she stage zero? She's is she's not doing chemotherapy, is she? She is. She is. She has six rounds, and apparently oh. this this fourth one coming up is supposed to be even more aggressive than the last three, and she's out for a week and a half. She has a one and a half or a, a two and a half year old and twin six year olds. Oh my goodness! We get that you're going to catch something, but maybe going to their basketball game where there's fifty little germs running around, you know, is not a good idea. Yeah. And she, she won't get it through a thick skull to as her best friend. I have like I am canceling Christmas. You know, if she has a fear of missing out, then guess what? I'm not having it either. So no, there's nothing to miss out. Well, That's there's the strategy. You're, 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 awful? you're a good friend. Yeah. Um, just, I don't know, what, Jan? I, I'm not sure. This is very tough to, uh, to, you know, to try to persuade friends who, who don't want to be persuaded. Um, you know, you can certainly give our line a call. We're happy to talk to you and strategize around how to have these tough conversations. I think I, I'm going to call on conference. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. you know, maybe you should arrange something that's a little smaller in nature, and just say, "Hey, uh, I'm going to do this dinner, uh, and you're a guest, and um, you know, make it lower key. That could that could be a solution. But if she's out every night, that's oh, this is like uh, second chance maternity leave, honestly, <laughs> oh, sometimes. And I'm like, have you taken a nap today? If you feel like fresh air, I'm all about it. You can go for a walk. You don't have to go to Costco. Uh, true. That's right. right. Well, if Anyways, she won't okay. ask for help, then sometimes, like Libby said, offering help or, or doing things together, you know, if she doesn't want to completely hand over uh, to others, if it's around baking or something she wants to do, maybe it's an activity the two of you could do. So making offers and suggestions is certainly one way to go if she's not likely to ask for any help. Uh, to slow her down. All right. Okay. Yeah, I still got to put the air on this one then. Thank you okay. so much. Chris, at, at some point, happy holidays. Uh, you can call back and let us know how it's I going. Will. Yeah, I will. Okay. I'm call the, the, the line. Okay. Thank thanks you. a lot. We'll bye bye. Thank you.
All right. That's uh, an interesting conundrum. Uh, numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. I'm here with our trusted contributor from the Canadian Cancer Society, Jan McVinney. We're talking about going through the holidays with people dealing with cancer. And, you know, that reminded me of something. And... Um, I remember that I, I had a very bad diagnosis, and um, when I, th- you know, I I kept like pushing myself to go to things. I, th- I think this is going to be my last this, or this is going to be my last that, and and you know, I dragged myself out of bed. And then um, when it became clear that I was going to get better, I thought I can just stay in my jammies tonight because I can do this next time. <laughs> That's so true. I think, you know, again, everyone's different. And when people are are motivated by fear, fear that they're going to miss out down the road, they will try to push themselves um, because they don't want to think that they've left anything undone. Um, you know, and Chris, when she called, was a very good friend of, of her um, her friend going through cancer and in our line we'll often hear from people who maybe aren't quite as good friends they're friends and acquaintances and they'll often ask us what do I buy friend of mine was just diagnosed with cancer and I want to buy a gift Uh, what's a suggestion which is very hard for us to answer because we don't know their relationship but I would you know like to encourage listeners to not necessarily think about things but Think about offers of your time and your energy and uh, practical help. Um, If someone is going through cancer over the holidays, there's probably lots of things you could do um, when you understand what their circumstances are. If they have children, you might want to help entertain their children, take their children out, pick them up. If they have aging parents, you might want to drop in and do things with their parents that they might not have the energy to do. Help them decorate their house. Um, help them do their uh, gift wrapping if they have bought gifts. There's lots of things you can offer, and sometimes just asking is really a good way to go rather than guessing. And Gift certificate for cleaning the house. There you go. That could be helpful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of those chores uh, can be very difficult very to keep tiring. up. Very tiring. That's right. Very tiring. And, and um, it's also true, and most of us don't necessarily recognize this, that... that um, Having cancer can lead to financial hardship because people are taking time off work that's not necessarily covered for them. And there are all kinds of other costs. I mean, you're you're covered for any chemotherapy that you get in the hospital, but drugs, if it's a pill, it's not covered. This is one of the crazy things. And some of those pills, believe me, are expensive, and it depends on your drug plan if you have one. And on and on and on, there there are just a lot of things that are not, necessarily covered. That's absolutely true. Some people really struggle uh, with financial issues when they're going through cancer. The cost of drugs is an obvious one, but other out-of-pocket traveling, getting to treatment, and we have programs that can help with that. So uh, certainly if anyone wants to give our line a call, we'll try to direct them to services that might be able to help them, sometimes to offset the costs of their treatment and things they're going through. I mean, you know, a pretty basic one is, I mean, parking. The cost of parking at hospitals is huge. It is really a huge barrier, especially when people are traveling and going every day. 
Uh, so we do have a transportation service that helps people get to and from their tran their cancer-related appointments. So that's one way that we can help them to offset the cost of that daily travel and that daily parking fee. Okay, let's go to uh, Levon in Markham. Hi, Levon. Oh, hi. You're on the air. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, this is my first time uh, calling you guys. Uh, Welcome. Um, yes. My wife just got uh, diagnosed with um, colon cancer. Sorry to hear that. Um, and um, while everybody is telling us different things, right now what the doctor wants to do is send her for a CAT scan to see if it's spread anywhere else. And after that, we have no clue what to do and how to do and where to go. If we have questions, you know how the doctors are right now. Everybody is busy. Uh, the office is always busy. You cannot catch them. Uh, where do I call? How do I get any help? Oh, well, thank you so much, Levon, for calling. And I'm sorry to hear about your wife's situation and what it must be doing with your family. Yes. But uh, absolutely call our Cancer Information Service. Uh, we'd be so happy to talk to you to try to help you figure out what questions to ask the doctor and mm. uh, and the number is I can give it to you it's 1-888-939-3333 yeah. but as a are you saying that you don't know uh, what are some of the questions that you have oh uh, some of the questions uh, right now what do we do until well according to the to one of the doctors we haven't even seen the uh, the oncologist? Yeah. Right. Who, who who did you get a diagnosis from? Uh, we got a diagnosis from um, the doctor who did the colonoscopy. Okay. They took a piece of it, but he was 95% sure that it's a cancer. Okay. And then they did some blood tests, so we're waiting all that uh, results. And uh, when you don't know what's happening and you're waiting and waiting... Um, you know, the whole family is in sort of, um, like, we don't know what's happening. Do you have an appointment with an oncologist? Not yet. We, I don't even know who the oncologist is yet. Okay, so you need to get your appointment. If, 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 the, if it is an actual diagnosis, you need to get the appointment with the oncologist. Um, That's for sure. And um, they may want you, to, they may want more tests. Um, before that happens, just so they have all the information mm -hmm. to give you a treatment plan. But I would, I would push hard for that appointment. And unfortunately, it's December, and and it might take longer than it otherwise would. The the one thing that I would tell you, um, and maybe Jan would say the same thing, is that this this is possibly the worst time when you don't really know what's going on mm -hmm. and what you have to do about it. So mm -hmm. I, I know how difficult that is, but uh, it might take a bit of time to get the test that when you know exactly what the situation is and, and they sit you down and they say, this is, this is our yeah. plan, yeah. I think you'll feel better. I, I don't know how much of a comfort that is now. Yeah, I totally agree with Libby. We often hear from people, <clears throat> excuse me, who are, are are just like you, waiting, 
not exactly sure of the diagnosis, uh, not aware of the treatment plan. It's hard to talk to people. You don't know what details to give them, yeah. and you're waiting. And, uh, you know, certainly our online community have people who have been through that, are going through that, and are very supportive. So if you uh, want to go on to cancerconnection.ca, you'll meet up with other people who have been through this and can really help you. So the online is Cancer Connection? Dot .ca, that's right. CA. And the phone number that you gave me, it's one eight 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 nine three nine three. I couldn't catch the last. The last are all threes, three, 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 three. Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Levon, and we, we really wish you all the best. Thank you. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, that is all the time we have. Thank you very much, Jen. Before we go, why don't you give that number out once again? I will, Libby, and thank you for raising this important topic. Our toll-free line is one 888 We're happy to hear from anyone. And please go to cancer.ca slash Libby, and you can read all about the services available to help you. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Jen. And uh, we're also going to put all of that information on our website, uh, so uh, we'll make sure you get it all. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.